Hello, and welcome to this episode of Not Just Ghost Stories. I'm your host, Josh, joined by Jackie and Laura, and we are a small team of experienced paranormal investigators. Here, we discuss different locations that we've investigated, along with a little history and the paranormal evidence that we found. Today, we will be discussing and exploring Anderson Hotel in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. This place has a very crazy history. Jackie, could you tell us a little about it, please? Sure can. The Anderson was built in 1933 and opened its doors in 1935. It was constructed on the grounds where the Central Hotel once stood and had burnt to the ground. Uh, The Anderson was built in a bourbon town during Prohibition. The business quickly fell off, and in 1950, rooms were going for $2 a day. In 1970, room prices were $5 a day. The hotel became a haven for prostitutes, mental institution patients, and other destitute people. Between the years 1960 and 1980, there have been three suicides and 14 confirmed deaths. Prior to 1960, we have no written record of how many may have died in the hotel. The hotel closed its doors around 1988. It sat empty until 2015 when the owners started allowing paranormal investigations. In 2016, the hotel was again closed to investigations. It was deemed too dangerous for investigations. It was used as a haunted house around Halloween for several years. Now the hotel has been reopened to the paranormal sector. You can take a public or private investigation. Just as their website warned you, be careful. Anderson Hotel Ghost Bite. I want to just diverge a little bit and say the reason why we did Anderson was I was online. I don't know how I found it, but I found a article about Anderson and something about that article grabbed me and I knew I had to do Anderson. Even if they were still closed down, I knew that I just had to go investigate that hotel. We actually um, took a motorcycle ride, went down to Lawrenceburg, and there's a really great restaurant there, Heavens to Betsy, and the owner just happens to be the owner of the hotel. We got to talk to him, and he did allow us to go in and do the investigation. Another strange thing about the Anderson was once that not only was I compelled to do it, but I also have a crystal ball. That's a long story. But um, the crystal ball showed me several things. I had never been in the Anderson. I don't know what it was like. But it showed me upstairs to the left was a room with a psychic vampire in it. This is even before I've even been in the hotel. And it also showed me there was a long hallway, very, very dark. And and once you stepped into that hallway, there was a black mass there that was causing a lot of the problems at the Anderson. So even with all this, I still felt compelled to do the Anderson. Oh, I can remember when you called me on it and said, we have to go do this. I'm going to figure out a way to go do this. So I knew that you knew something was happening down there that we we just had to go figure out. And we did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jackie. Well, thank you for the uh, history. Now, I do want to say on this, uh, this episode, we do have a, a caller. Um, her name is Carrie. She is uh, the head of the Searching the Mist um, that we did the investigation at Anderson Hotel. If you want to say hi, Carrie. 
All right. So uh, what we're going to talk about first is basically first impressions of the place, you know, when you first drive up um, and kind of how, you know, we get into things. We, you know, we all decided to go to that uh, Heavens to Betsy first and uh, have ourselves a little dinner before we went in. Um, and that's when we kind of started to kind of, you know, kind of look around down there because they actually have some doors in Heavens to Betsy from the hotel upstairs. Um, what is everybody's first impressions? The uh, hotel is kind of weird. It's on Main Street, and there is no real um, uh, Main Street front for it. It's actually the second floor of the many buildings underneath, and there's a small glass door that I, I don't even know if it says Anderson Hotel on it, but that's how you get up to the hotel. So you kind of get there, and now there is a big sign. So once you your eyes drawn to that, you go, "Oh, the hotel's up there." Yeah. So, but it's just, uh, like I say, I, I was drawn to it. So I was, you know, when I was there, I was just like, "Yeah, this is this is great." Well, back then it was common, I think, for the hotel to be on top of a business, but nowadays it is strange when you walk in, you just going up these teeny steps like little baby steps all the way to the top um but when you first walk in it, it's for us it was almost like a stale just everything has remained the same and it's just kind of like a rot smell almost yeah carrie what was your first impression when you first walked into anderson hotel a lot of lackluster of again as you pull up the first thing you notice is heavens to betsy and as you start to look around, yes, you do see the sign to Anderson. And it's like, oh, okay, so I am in the right location. And the stairs are old. They are creepy. When you go upstairs, I can remember, of course, all the lights were off at the time. But just really feeling something sinister to my right. And all of us decided to kind of meander over and go to the left where we were setting all of our equipment. But yes, it it's just kind of remained in time. People grabbed their stuff, left things behind. It's just there. Yeah. Now, we did our first initial walkthrough with the uh, owner of everything. He just kind of said, you know, this side over here is a little bit older of part of the hotel. And he called the other side newer. They do... Um, have a haunted house that runs through there in October. So there's a lot of that stuff that was running there. Like, you know, you get to the top of the stairs and there was a casket that just happened to be sitting there <laughs> um, along with, you know, some weird stuff in different rooms. You know, there's doll houses and uh, things on the wall, like, you know, help me kind of stuff on the wall for, from the haunted house. But actually walking through, you can really feel energy that just kind of moves around that place at all times. Uh, what what other kind of feels did you have walking through? Well, for me, going up the stairs was kind of like deja vu also because it was what my crystal ball had shown me. And um, we did go to the left. That felt better there. And I remember, I think it was Tech Jeff said, let's set up in this first room. And I just looked at him and went, no, I don't even want to go in that first room. That was where mm -hmm. the psychic vampire was, so... True. To me, that seemed like a good place. Uh, I don't help a lot with the initial setup. So I spent time just sitting in that room while everyone else <laughs> set everything up. <laughs> but yeah, for me, the the left and the right, it, to help you all visualize it, it's kind of like a horseshoe. 
when you get up there. The left side is the newer side. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And then the the right side is the older. And for me, the left side uh, seemed like just uh, more downplay energy, like sad, grieving. And there's definitely, for me, wasn't the right or the left. It was the the more sinister that Carrie kind of was referring to, I believe, is was in the back for me. That was that was where mm-hmm. I came into contact with that the most. Yeah. Now, Carrie, uh, when you were doing your initial walkthrough, just kind of getting feelings, I know you said you already felt something sinister. Was there any other feelings you had walking through the actual whole building itself? And the back left was where we did encounter the most sinister of the entire investigation. But yeah, the left side was more kind of just sad, downtrodden, while I'd say that right side, it really depended on what room you were in on feelings that you got while in there. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's a, a really crazy energy as you walk through. So, you know, I do remember we were doing our setup. Um, there was different areas. There was a guy who was an alcoholic on the very back of the horseshoe that had, um, they said, committed suicide by hanging himself. Is yes, that correct? in the closet. Um, there was a suicide on the other side. A girl had um, killed herself up by, what was it, by slitting her wrist. Yes. Slit her wrist on the bed. Slit her wrist on the bed. You know, so there were different things. You know, you didn't get... Sometimes the best, I think at one point it was prostitution that was happening inside there. Yep. Prostitution, Um, drug, you know, people on drugs and stuff. It's if you can pay $5 a day for a room and, you know, you've got a drug habit to support, you're going to go for the $5 the day room. Yeah. So that's the type of energy that we were kind of going through on things. Um, You know, so you're kind of feeling that type of stuff running through there along with, um, other things that we couldn't really put our f- finger on at the time. Uh, the psychic vampire was one, um, you know, and things like that. Now, as we went back and started doing our investigation, uh, we had actually brought a little bit of alcohol for the alcoholic to see if he would uh, respond. Um, we uh, had found some other stuff in the front rooms. Do you want to go into that, Jackie? The minions. Oh yeah, I forgot about the minions. That they um, <laughs> they usually are a lot more outward, but here something, and we found out it was the darker shadow was keeping everything kind of suppressed and stuff. But there were a couple minions. Um, they were kind of hidden and stuff. They stayed low to the ground. They're usually low to the ground anyway, but they. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's probably you got to be a little more aware when even the minions are afraid of it. Yeah. So let's get into this darker energy thing, because I saw him once when I was just kind of getting some equipment uh, and he he chased me, uh, which was kind of an odd feeling for me. I just kind of remember staring down a hallway. I see something block out a window. I look at him and said, I'm going to come back for you because I was in the middle of investigating on the other side. I just had to go get a piece of equipment, which was my REM pod. And uh, when I turned around to walk through the hallway to go to the other side, I mean, he was he was up on me pretty quick. Um, it was at that point when I came to you and said, there is something 
crazy on this other side over here. He never seemed to really cross from one side to the other. He kind of stayed over on that one side. He never, ever came to that older side. I will say that. Yeah, physically, uh, yeah, I understand. Well, physically, of course, he didn't have a body. He did not come to that other side. But as we got into it and found, you know, it's coming, found the portal, we did find that he was kind of the the king of the uh, yeah. the hotel. Now, with that being said, Carrie, um, I know that you've had uh, you had a couple run-ins with them there. You want to give us just some first impressions? I know you're saying sinister. What else did you get out of that? Evil, dark. Uh, he, I think, specifically did not like me. Uh, honestly, it was my last walkthrough through my own personal home when I was getting ready to make the trip to the hotel. I My eyes landed on a cross necklace that was given to me as a gift. A friend went over to the Holy Land, walked the steps, apparently made several paths that Jesus was purported to walk in. And along the way, she picked up one of those crosses, necklaces and gave it to me. Beautiful little just stone-carved lapis cross. And I happened to think, okay, I'll wear that tonight as protection. And I think it really, really offended that entity he did not like me being there he did not like the cross being there he he just did not like any of it yeah and i know that um like i said he chased me when i came and told you guys about it you guys went straight after him um i was trying to finish up the investigation um back in in the back so when i came around i know laura you said at one point he was he was up on carrie like coming over top right yeah i had felt the presence but uh my first visual of him was when jackie and carrie and i were in that back left corner of the of the horseshoe to say as i turned around because jackie was in front and carrie was behind me and this thing was like almost like a blanket like coming over the top of Carrie and I was like, move, move, start pushing Jackie, trying to pull Carrie. <laughs> like it was seriously as if it was just gonna just like swallow her whole. Yeah. Was, yeah. He was I oh, go ahead. I Carrie. think that was kind of a turning point of the evening because that was before he was always a sinister shadow figure. We could feel his presence, but after that I really think he started to engage with us of once he outed himself, it was, it was on. I think too, like in the beginning, you know, he's always behind you. It's, it's always when you're not facing him. I don't know if, if in the beginning he's like sizing you up, judging, you know, who are you? What are you about? What do you know? I, I, I don't really, I just think it's odd that there was, as Carrie said, like a turning point when it was, it became not just a feeling, but, you know, you, we were seeing things and hearing things. And and after that turning point, I could feel him in front of me down the hallways and things. So he was no longer just that lurking figure behind. Okay. He, um, um, we were in, me, uh, Laura and Carrie were in the room where the girl committed suicide from that room, there are two exits. 
I knew he was in the back and went through like a little maze that was set up for the uh, haunted house. I knew he was back there. Uh, Carrie had the cross and uh, Laura, they were reading Bible verses, which for some reason was making me angry. And I knew it wasn't me that was getting angry. I think it was him getting angry. So I went to confront him. He ran. I followed. I chased him all the way down the hall, and then um, I kind of lost him. So I was coming on my way back, and I can hear uh, Carrie and Laura yelling at me, but I knew he was behind me, coming up on me. I turned around to face him, and he challenged me, and we had, he attacked me. We had a bit of a battle there. This is more like a battle of wills. There wasn't anything physical. He didn't get real close to me, but I won, thankfully. And uh, I couldn't answer Carrie or, or Laura until, because I was busy with him, until I won. And then I told them, he's here. Let's go find him. <laughs> so we went off to look for him again and did find him. Yeah. As at one point, then, you know, we came over and started looking for you guys, found all three of you in that very back area, pretty much standing back to back, challenging him to, hey, come straight at us. If, you, if you're going to come to us, come straight at us. Uh, I was just kind of like, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> so I was a little out of the loop by that point. But uh, I do know that he was not... Um, he was not a fun thing to work work with or even try to figure out. He he did not like to go face-to-face there for a long time. Well, I'm still wondering what kind of entity is he and where did he come from? Because, you know, for, for minions to literally crawl under a bed and hide, and hide behind that dresser that was next to that bed, yeah. it's just it's just weird, leery, you know, and for him to follow you and then suddenly be able to, to see you face-to-face. Where did he come from? What is he? Do you, I'm wondering, did he come through that portal? He seemed to. Yeah. Now let's speak about that portal a little bit. Cause, um, Carrie, do you remember the portal? Yes. He was very protective over his portal and seemed very prideful about it. Yeah. Well, you were right when you said his portal, it was his portal. Yeah. Um, I, you know, uh, you know, we've talked in, in a, a few previous episodes about how portals affect us and how they affect different people. That one there for me was a very, very um, different type of feeling on a portal that that it was almost like that portal got inside my head. Uh, the biggest thing is, is we were trying to push energy in order to try to open up this portal a little bit more because it was there. We knew it was there. It just wasn't totally open. Well, as I told you, when, when he challenged me, attacked me, it was all mental. He's real strongly trying to push himself into you. And I think that's may not have been the portal, but may have been him or the others like him that were at the other end of the portal. Yeah. Laura, what was your thoughts on on that portal? That portal for me was hard to experience because I think that that it's sort of locked down. It's not always, it's always there, but it's not always open. I seem to think that he kind of controls that for the most part. 
But yeah, it was uh, interesting when you, when you try to push energy into it to discover that it's almost like it's got a deadbolt on it. And that was the hardest thing. And I, re- like I said, I remember I'm sitting in that room with my back against the wall, just grabbing onto my head saying, man, this really, really hurts. Why is this so harsh? Why is this going so far into it? Uh, only to discover it's just like what Laura just said. It almost like it had a, some kind of deadbolt or combination lock or something on it that we couldn't really break through. I mean, would you I be... remember uh, with my back against the wall opposite uh, of you, you were sitting over by a door, Josh, and it was almost like I could see the entity taking pride in us trying to open that it was like he was you could almost envision him sitting there jingling keys like i've got the key and you can't do this and kind of going huh, huh, huh. yeah right yeah that was exactly what it was it was like he had the big old skeleton key and if he wanted to open the portal he would open it which he did and thankfully um if he wanted to close it, he closed it. So Yeah, and luckily he did pretty quick because I remember seeing inside that portal, because he, he opened it for, a, yes. like, saying, you really want to see this? Okay, yep. that's fine. Um, and I remember looking down into that portal and going, oh, man. Um, that one did that, not have goats and happy meadows. No, no. that one was a, a that one was scary. It was scary to me, honestly. That, yes. Um, it was mm-hmm. dark. It was not right uh, is the only words I can really think to put into it. And uh, Carrie, do you remember what you said then? Because uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, it may have been his portal, but there was something stronger at the other end that had made the portal for this en- entity. And I think yeah. you, you had brought that up. Uh, at times it seemed like he was a lackey to a much larger entity and he took great pride in, you know, this is my portal. This was my prize, you know, given, you know, that he had earned. I don't want to say given he, it seemed like he had earned it, gotten favor from whatever this darker entity was, but he still wanted to seem like he was still very powerful. Yeah. No, I I would agree with that. Um, I do know that at that point is when we had to take a break. We said, okay, something, something else is wrong here. What's, what else is it? Um, Well, we had regrouped, which is, we always go in with a plan. Um, It may not be, you know, a step A, step B, but, but we have a plan. We kind of know what we're after, but we're open to changes and at that point in time, when we figured out what we were dealing with, it was time to leave the area. We went outside, regroup, and and re- and format a new plan. Yeah, and 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 with that said, we were supposed to stay the night there. Yes. Um, but I can remember all of us outside talking saying should we spend the night here it was kind of now it became a question of should we or should we not is it going to be safe and we kind of went with jackie because what she had described that she saw in her crystal ball was exactly what we walked into i had also uh found or i guess i don't know what but it popped into my head once i had once the, the thing had attacked me 
that if we spent the night, somebody was going to get hurt. And it wasn't going to be me because uh, Thor's hammer was the perfect protection there. But it was going to be somebody. And we had to uh, regroup and consider, is it worth spending the night there, possibly getting one of us hurt, or knowing what we did and not running, screaming out of the place. But, you know, um, and we didn't. We didn't leave just then. We finished the investigation, but we decided that in our best interest, it, we weren't going to spend the night. We weren't going to let our guard down on um, consciousness, I guess, to say. We, we totally did all the experimenting that we wanted to do in investigating. Yeah. I we mean, just this, didn't lay our head on the pillow. Yeah. this <laughs> At this point of the night, I mean, we were only, a, what, about three hours in, maybe four if that, it was our first potty break. So, yeah, maybe an hour. To- <laughs> By potty break, we mean down the street because there is no bathroom. <laughs> that was, that was, a, that's another total different podcast. All right. Cause that was different. And with that being said, there's just so much to go over with Anderson Hotel that we're all going to have to pick up on our next episode. So, until then, this has been Not Just Ghost Stories. And we've been your host, Josh, Laura, and Jackie. And you can find pictures and findings and contact us about today's episode on all social media platforms and not just ghost stories. Thanks.